Ooh, Damn. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Episode 24 of the Whole Milk League podcast. As always, your host, Ryan, and as always, with AJ. What's poppin', people? It is AJ, back at it again with another podcast. I'm drinking a uh, left-hand nit- nitro... I, th- I think it's a milk stout, so it it's very fitting for this, so. with, and it had a very fancy sound, and uh, ages... Latte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just the two of us tonight, uh, nobody wants to hang out with us, but uh, we're going to get through, recap last week, dive into this week, um, which we didn't prepare for at all. No. But uh, that's okay, because you all... Are our friends, I think. So, quickly through last week, we had some shakeups in the rankings. Uh, Mitch is your new uh, first place leader of the league. I think deservedly. Yeah. Got the most points. Most points in the league and doesn't have least points against, which is what I like to see. Indeed. The two autos. Yeah, one of his three L's, don't forget, was a 170 point L that he put up 145 (laughs) points in. Yeah. So he, yeah, he does probably have the best team right now. I'm catching him on a week, a week at least, where he has Kelsey out. We'll get into that. Uh, you got Sean in second, auto draft number one. You got Scott in third, auto draft number two. Devin in fourth. The rest of the auto draft teams have kind of fallen by the wayside. Yes, they have. Thankfully, yeah. And those those two have the least points against, which is the only reason they're still hanging on up there. Indeed. Well, I mean, I mean, Sean's had the second most points in the league, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right, but he still he there were still some opportunities for L's for him. Certainly, but, uh, just didn't pan out because the points against. Certainly, uh, Devin in fourth, DB in fifth, AJ in sixth. Gets a little interesting here. I'm in seventh. AJ's got a thirty point lead on me. Actually, DB has a twenty five point on eight lead on AJ. AJ's thirty on me. I am two on Kevin. Kevin is. Five on Dan, and then it drops off a game to Clint in 10th, Zach, another game in 11th, Frank in 12th, two more games to Ben in 13th, and then at 1 in 10, uh, still in the basement, Jason. So, yeah, I, I think as the season sort of, sort of comes to a close here, we've got, uh, we've got two weeks left. There aren't any teams that have technically clinched Although Mitchell's obviously as close to clinching as you can be without having technically clinched. Uh, Jason, Ben, and I think it's pretty safe to say Zach and Frank also are definitely out. Clint is already almost probably out. I probably basically knocked him out. So basically I have nine teams fighting for six spots, really three spots, because I don't see any of the eight and five teams. I guess, I mean, if Scott's team really takes two L's in a row, he has a low enough points against that he could fall down. But I think Mitch and Sean are close to close to locks. Devin's team coming up on close to being a lock. He's especially if he beats me this week. Yeah. Um, and then and then all those six and five teams are just going to have to put up some points. It would be an epic collapse from Scott because he would fall from first last week. Uh, he has less points than down all, to, all of the six and five teams. Yeah, so he would drop down to uh, ninth. Uh, so that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I would love to see that because his team's really not playing that well, so it wouldn't. I don't think it would fare all that well in the skim offs either. But yeah, two weeks left to go. Three teams at eight and three, one at seven and four, and then another five at six and five. So it's going to be tight. 
Um, I am right where I thought I was going to be, seventh place. I think I'm going to beat Jason. Actually, this hap- I think happened last year that I uh, played Jason two weeks in a row. To You beat him, and then you come back, and you beat him a second time, and you go home for the season. Just <laughs> <laughs> another another solid but not great season, boys. I, I'm the model of mediocrity in fantasy football. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to hang on. I, I've been... My point totals have not been as high as my projections recently. I'm really hoping some of my players come through. I've had I got a lot of players that are due for some touchdown regression positively coming their way. So hopefully I have some bust out games here and lock myself into the playoffs. But if my team keeps playing like it has been the past two weeks, I really don't like my chances, even if I do make it. Yeah, I was looking up. I you know last week I was trying to say that I thought I was about 500 all time. My official win percentage is 52.3. So. Just above. Just above Just, 500. Yeah. Um, boy. You know, at least I've never been skim. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one season where you made the finals, right? The, that was the, the first, our first season. season. I lost to Jason, actually. Yes, you did. <laughs> As did I. Yeah. The, back when you could draft Peyton Manning in the first round and make something of yourself. Man. Missed those days. Um, but moving forward into this week, we're actually going to start with... We're going to start with one of the worst matchups of the week, and that would be Clint versus Jason. Uh, it's the lifelong friends battle for the bottom matchup. Indeed. Um, Clint is, yeah, he's currently in 10th. Uh, he's been on a slide, I would say. I think he started off okay, right? With two or he beat me right at the start. I thought he started yeah. off with two or three wins. He was, yeah, he was, he was in the middle of the pack. He was around like fifth or sixth. Yeah, and has been on a slide here late. Mm-hmm. Um, a truly un- unfortunate turn of events with Tyreek Hill only being able to play six snaps because of, I believe it was a hamstring injury, but it was just yeah. real. It was just the, the, the altitude mixed with the shitty field that they were playing on and all that crap kind of mixed together. So, unfortunately, his best player hasn't really been on – able to play on his team for most of the season, which has not helped him. But. Yeah, he had, he had a shot at you last night. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, honestly, I mean, the way my team played, it probably should have won. But again, I mean, I, I had a guy go down too. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, looking forward to this week, I still like Clint's team. Uh, basically, on the back of, he's got Sanders, Ingram, Gurley, uh, and I think... crowder has been fine. I mean, Oakland's gettable. He's trotting out Cincinnati's defense, which is going to be interesting. I don't know who all is back for them yet, but Rudolph was god-awful. Yeah, I, uh, I, I said it. Well, I mean, Juju's almost certainly not going to play, okay. and Deontay Johnson's probably not going to play either. So number one's going to be James Washington. Okay. Um, Connor is questionable. He might not play. Uh, I, I said it to Mitchell last night in the car when we were on our way home from trivia. I said it's... I, I was like, if your defense hunting on the waiver wire, this week it's a plug your nose and you can... Take either Pittsburgh or Cincinnati. I think that that's going to be a super low scoring game, and both defenses will be in play. Uh, yeah, I've got. I'm trotting out Pittsburgh in two leagues for sure. Um, I the problem that their defense has is that Rudolph puts them in bad spots. The defense is okay. Yeah, but when you throw four picks, it's going to make the defense look bad. Indeed, and and on the other side of the ball, Ryan Finley is not going to go out there and be that aggressive and throw that many interceptions. Mm-hmm. But it also puts the defense in a bad spot because we have so many three and outs or whatever. We pump the ball so much. Yeah. But, yeah, this is this is an interesting matchup. I mean, Rex Burkhead in the flex, I mean, you don't like to see that. Um, uh, Jason's wide receivers are 
boom bust, really. Uh, Nick Chubb could be in for a potential smash spot in Miami. Yeah, I think he's um, going to get fed a lot of the day. Oh wow, Bo Scarborough's um, projected points is updating a lot. Are you seeing this? No, I'm still. I'm at point six nine now, but it's, it, it, it is already gone up to four point four three for me. Huh. So uh, they're, they're updating a lot, but yeah, I mean, and Marvin Jones against Washington too. I mean, he's been playing really well. Um, so some solid individual players. Um, actually, just looking at another off the top of my head, I think, I think I'm actually going to pick Jason to win this. I like huh. Marvin Jones' matchup against Washington and Nick Chubb's matchup against Miami, and I don't love. The girly matchup against Baltimore with how well they've been playing recently. Uh, Matt Ryan could easily get four TDs against Tampa Bay. They'll be thrown all day. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I, don't know. I, I feel I kind of feel the same way about Darnold. I mean, Darnold threw for four TDs last week. Yeah, and like all he needs is Curtis Samuel. It's all, all like New Orleans to go up by, by like fifty points, and then Curtis Samuel to <laughs> catch like a long screen pass. I don't know. I and like Emmanuel Sanders like. It, it, I, I didn't really I didn't watch that game, but I heard a recap of it. someone that watched the whole game, and they said that every time Emmanuel Sanders got up after he got tackled, it looked like he was an old man trying to get out of a bathtub. <laughs> so like while he's projected for twelve points, like I don't know, like he could play half the game. It says he aggravated his rib cartilage injury midway through the game. Yeah, it just doesn't. I did. I don't know. He's not doesn't and, have an injury tag right now, but and Green Bay is coming off a bye, I believe, and their yes. corners have been pretty solid. So that's true. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I, I just saw. On, I, I had a hunch with one of these last week, and I got it totally wrong. But I'm just going to take Jason. I'm going to go with Clint, but it's going to be low scoring either way. So we'll see how it pans out. For sure. Next up, then we've got Dan and Frank. Another pretty crappy matchup. Uh, Frank's been in a free fall of just not scoring points. His, his team's it's one of the worst put together in a while, I would say. Uh, part, not 100% his fault. A.J. Green decided he doesn't want to play football anymore. Juju not performing like he did last year. Uh, Le'Veon Bell not really performing like he did in previous years. Tom Brady bit down too. Uh, his only really shining light is Terry. Uh and, and that, even then, he's he's slumped off decently for the since his few big first few big weeks, which is when Frank was getting some W's. A Washington football team light can only shine so bright. So he's going up against Dan, who has also been on a slide. Uh, Dan has not set his lineup yet. He's Dalvin Cook's out, which is his best player. He's also missing Harrison Butker, who is a decent st- source of points. Yeah. Um. But he still has Kyle Allen. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it should be noted that Kalen Balaj is Dan's RB one this week. So that's gross. <laughs> oh, um, uh, speaking of, Mark Walton got released. He was arrested again this morning. So I saw that for that's an beating impre- a pregnant woman, I believe. Yes, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think four arrests this year, which is an impressive pace. Yep, he's an upstanding uh, citizen. He needs to be on the convicts football team with <laughs> Miles Garrett and Antonio Brown. Woof. <laughs> um, so I still, well, yeah, I'm probably going to take uh, Dan's team here. But, God, it's not good. No, yeah, I'm taking Frank's team. I don't again. I don't like it. I mean, but that's just like where is where are the points going to come from Dan's team? 
Like, he's going to have to throw Gus Edwards or Ty Johnson in there at running back. That ain't good. Like, he's got this, his team just right now without Dalvin Cook. I mean, Jarvis Landry's been pretty good, and Woods has been okay when he's been in there. And obviously, Rodgers is a beast, but, like. Uh, but also, I believe that, um, oh, I'm blanking. Woods, who's the other receiver on the? Uh, Brandon Cooks. Cooks is back this week. Yeah. So that's going to cut into his production. Yeah, like he like he's going to get probably forty to fifty points from Rodgers and Landry, and like where is everything else going to come from? Like his team's just a bunch of scrubs from then on. Yes, but also, how many points is it going to take to win this matchup? Like I, I think that the the Dallas offense has been pretty hot, and I think that New, New England just plays to their opponent. So, like I think that Dallas is going to be able to put up some points on them, which is going to force Brady to throw the ball more. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, Oakland was not that formidable of a matchup. I mean, Joe did pretty good running the football last week for us. McLaurin could catch a deep ball. I mean, Michelle, they might go to him a little bit more. Cobb's been on a hot streak. I mean, Boyd didn't do shit last week, but maybe he might do a little bit more. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, it's probably 75 is the number you need to get at to win this matchup. The, the past four weeks, Frank has done 99, 66, I said that backwards, sorry. 66, 99, uh, 53, and 95. Or 58 and 95. So, every yeah. Other week. Seven, uh, every other week, but yeah, 75 might get you the win. Um, I think so. I don't know. I'll just pick Frank's team. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a good reason. It's another, it's going to be a low-scoring event. Uh, but well, I'm, I'm glad that just this bye week hasn't just affected me, I thought that I was just the one getting absolute. Like my entire bench is on by. So, but it looks like every, it's affecting everyone else too. Yeah, there's a couple big names still sitting out this week, uh, and this game at least affects uh, can affect some Sacco standings. So, oh for sure. And well, actually, and if Dan pulls it off, it keeps him in playoff contention for no good reason. Yeah, Dan just has to keep. He has to win the rest of his games. Yeah. Um. So then, moving on from there, we've got Hard R All Stars and Siege Shit Squad. Uh, another matchup: Zach's rolling out Nick Foles, who was terrible last week. But Pat Mahomes is on by. Uh, DB's also suffering from some. Buy- well, he's got Eckler out. David Johnson's on by, but that might be good for him, so he's not tempted to start him. Uh, he wasn't last week. You said him, but Eckler is gonna hurt big time. And like sitting Debo, I mean, I guess I understand if Manny's gonna be back, but I still, I still would play Debo over Hunter Renfro, and he, uh, he might swing, switch that throughout the week. But like, Jet, know, Jets secondary is not very good though. No, it's true. And like, and Zach's got all of his typically. He's got the Gore, the Tate, all in the game, <laughs> the Foles, <laughs> the Julio. Like, I don't. I mean, like Julio Jones and Odo Beckham have to do something eventually, right? Yeah, and they both have very favorable matchups. I they I would say so. it could it's not out of the realm possibility they both have thirty point days. So But it is shown that Josh Allen could drop a nuke on your squad like he's a no doubt top ten quarterback right now. And Chark had a nice week last week too. Yeah. But, I mean Chark's good every week and like and DK Metcalf yeah, against is Philly like, is a good matchup. Yeah, and plus he's like top five in the league in red zone targets. I cut him first day. I just wanted to keep bringing that up because I feel bad. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, like, Ertz is going to be good. We'll see if Hooper's going to come back. I, I thought he was supposed to be out a month, but 
apparently now he's questionable again for this next week, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. But, um, yeah, I don't know. This is another weird matchup. Like, Tevin Coleman has been garbage ever since his explosion. Yeah, I don't know why. Because he's not good, that's why. Uh. He just got, he's got to run through a couple open holes against me and fucking eviscerate my team. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm gonna go with Zach, um, but just it's lean, another just one. Just leaning on Beckham and Jones this week, he's just gonna have to basically. So, uh, but Tate's not. A- uh, I don't know. This is, this is one of those against my better judgment picks. I feel like I might pick DB, but God, Jordan Wilkins, that just sucks. Yeah, no, I guess I'll go with Zach, but I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so then following that is Scott and Ben, third versus 13th, the widest disparity of the week. Uh, ben hasn't set his lineup yet. He's just a QB in the defense, and to just, and get, he's got to figure out if Connor's going to play or not. Maybe some better players. but um, That's going to be tough. Kittle might be back this week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which, That'll but no, Fant had a no, uh, decent game last week. Yeah, he's solid. Uh, I mean, it was um, I, it was seven points, but I, you can't expect too much from a tight end this year. Yeah, I've, I've got Hunter Henry on by this week. So, like, if he dumps Fant, I'm gonna be looking to pick him up for sure. Yeah, uh, Connor. Yeah, he's got Connor or and Samuel, so he's he's okay there. Uh, you can stream a QB; shouldn't be a big deal. Um, it ain't looking good the last time I checked because someone picked up Baker. Oh, his, did. his best option is Ryan Tannehill right now. I started Tannehill to... for a win over DB, so. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Mitchell started him for an L this year as well, I believe. Well, and actually, I mean, Tannehill. Jeff Driscoll the GOAT. I'd go with Jeff Driscoll the GOAT against Washington. Yeah, he looked okay last week. He's, I mean, He's not horrible. I mean, he's better, probably better than Ryan Finley is right now. But Brissett had a very serviceable day against the Jags. They, threw, they put up, what, 33 points against the Jags, so. Mm-hmm. Tannehill, it's not out of the realm that he just picks up a touchdown or two. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, so there are how many starting quarterbacks available. One, two, three, four. I don't even count these. I'm like, are these guys starters? One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven starting quarterbacks available. I mean, obviously, you don't want to go anywhere near Brandon Allen, Ryan Finley, like these chuckleheads. Like, I don't know. Like, Fitzmagic is not horrible. Like, you don't want to play Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. Or even really Trubisky. No. Daniel Jones is projected really low. I don't know. I don't think Chicago's been all that good. And, like, Garoppolo's been throwing bombs. Clint just had to drop him for, to pick up somebody else. But, like, Jared Goff's shit. It's really not looking great, but he'll grab somebody. But it doesn't – and then it probably won't matter because Scott's got – Russell Wilson against Philly, Kenny Galladay against Washington. Crush, as long as Stafford plays. Uh, Mari, Mari Cooper, Alvin yes. Kamara. Mari Cooper kind of in and off of, or in, <laughs> off and on the field, I guess is the right terminology. He is suddenly starting Atlanta's D, which I'm guessing is just a prey that Jameis does his four interceptions. Well, I mean, Atlanta hasn't allowed a touchdown in two weeks in a row. Ever yeah. since Dan Quinn gave up the play calling duties, they've been good. Well, he also it was the he gave the play calling duties to the wide receivers coach, yeah. and simultaneously the wide receivers and the defense got better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I mean, what's the I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, definitely taking Scott in this one. I think it, this has a blowout 
uh, possibility. Yeah, Kamara looks to be in a big spot as well. He's he, he looked back to his old self last week. Um, I mean, Ben's had a couple of players who could put up some points. Robinson, DJ Moore, Michael Gallup. You know, some of these guys. Robinson but, and Montgomery did nothing uh, last week. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think ben, Ben's team top to bottom is all that bad. I feel like he just got kind of unlucky with, like, on the weeks when his when he could really maximize points, James Conner hasn't played. So, like, I, I even though Ben's, like, the second worst team in the league, technically, I don't think that on paper he actually is. I don't think that he'll fare that. Frank's, is, the, Frank's probably worse. That's what I'm saying. And I think Jason's but, is worse, too. I think, well, yeah. there are other, I think there are other teams that are, could be, even be way worse at that point. Like, I don't think Ben's going to struggle that bad. In the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. About two cents. But Scott, though. Yeah. Uh, so then after that, we're getting to some more interesting matchups. Mm-hmm. We will go with the Lipitors and Ted Rappaport. Uh, that is Sean and Kevin. Uh, they are 8 and 3 and 6 and 5, so both still in the hunt. Um, Sean's in a pretty safe spot right now. Kevin needs this to stay alive, and he needs to put up points to stay alive. Yeah. He's the one that picked up Baker against Miami. He got to the wire early. You got Jonathan Williams, the supposed inheritor of the Indy backfield now that Marlon Mack fractures hand. I don't trust that. Well, he had 15 points last week, which I did not realize. Yeah, he, they actually, the Jags allowed 200 yard rushers. Mack got 100 yeah. rushing on 40 fractures hand, and Williams came back. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jordan Wilkins didn't suit up and play last week, and he's supposedly going to play this Thursday. And Naheem Hines is definitely the third down back. So. I was going to say Hines got plenty of uh, reps. Yeah, still, and Hines so. even got a Hines even got a touchdown with a carry inside the five. So yeah. it's I, I think Williams's projection at nine point eleven points is a little lofty. It's just um, a gamble. It's but yeah, I mean he's going to get points. Like he's going to get run. But he's got Waller against the Jets. Uh, Hopkins probably going to score. Cohen against Cohen's going to be a gamble too. Yeah. Um, he has first good week, like, pretty much of all season last week. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, John Brown was the best wide receiver in the league last week. So that's a nice start. Um, yeah. yeah, Baker will be good. I mean, like, Waller is solid. Playing James Washington to your flex is risky, but he doesn't really have any other better options. Yeah, Cleveland's D against Miami. But then, I mean, Sean's team. I mean, the Tampa Bay receivers. I mean, we'll see how good Atlanta looks this week. Zeke had two touchdowns last week. Uh, the Rams have looked really anemic on offense and defense. I think that the Ravens are going to blow them out. So I will say, though, for Zeke against New England, if I was a betting man, Belichick's going to take out Zeke and make Dak beat them. So I can see that, but, I mean, Dak's been beating people all season. Yeah, but you're gonna. He's gonna. I to me because that's. I mean, Belichick will I agree take. With you. He takes away your best yeah. player, and I would say Amari's been banged up. So yeah, they're gonna. They're then gonna you're down them. to Gallup, but you. I mean, they're, they're gonna put stuff on Gilmore on them. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it, it's gonna be tough, and then but like really it comes down to like I think Houston they got embarrassed last week against Baltimore. I think that on a short week against Indy, who's kind of struggling to put together a lineup with. Some of the players they have out there. I think that Houston's just going to crush them. Depends. So I, I think I think Watson could drop a bomb on this matchup. Thursday's hard though because it's always just weird of people have a little lingering injuries or whatnot coming on the th- short Thursdays. Always have weird fantasy results. I can so. see it. I'm taking oh, Sean. Yeah. I, I I think Sean's going to win fairly big here. Um, he's also got Mark Andrews going. Uh, Justin Tucker. 
So, I don't know. I think it's going to be closer than the projected list. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I still think Sean is a good pick. Uh, so then that brings us to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am matched up with Mitch this week, a 1-7 matchup. Um, this one is just interesting because, in my opinion, it has the most le- uh, positioning ramifications. Uh, if Mitch loses and Sean and Scott win as we pick, Mitch drops from 1 to 3, maybe... No, he wouldn't drop to 4. 1 to 3. He could drop from 1 to 3. Um, if I lose, I could drop all the way. I could drop to ninth. If I win, I could get up to. Do you have more than Devin? Couldn't get more than Devin. Okay, so then you could. You would. Get I could get up to, to fifth. Five. Yeah. So if I'm, you win big. Yeah. So there's a five point. But I've been putting up over one ten the past few weeks. That's how I've been well, making up my ground. Well, but I mean, I've got thirty on you, and DB's got twenty on me. So. Yeah, but we're at the same ranks. I know, but I'm saying you're going to have to, like, because my, my matchup and DB's matchup is independent of you. So, not only that, but, like, if we win, you're going to have to score 50 more points at DB. Oh, yeah. No, just uh, But, yeah, I mean, you, you'll, I mean, you'll certainly be right there in playoff contention. Yeah. Just that I have, okay, I guess what I'm saying is there's, yeah. I could end up within five different places here. For sure. Mitch could end up within three. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think Mitch is really worried about this. I mean, he's going to be in no matter what. Yeah. It's just a matter of if he's going to get a buy or not. Um, Mitchell's got Lamar Jackson, who's kind of the cheat code right now. Yes. Um, that's just going to be a bummer. I don't really see him. There's no way he goes for under 20, so that's yeah. an automatic advantage. Uh, Cortland Sutton been playing well this year. He's got oh, yeah. Devontae Adams back. Um, Josh Jacobs playing well, although the Jets give up the least yards per game in the league to running backs for some reason. Um, so hopefully Derek, hopefully Derek Carr's throwing. I'm probably going to start him again. Um Although the way that the Ravens played, it's tempting to put Brissett in against the defense now. But um, but Mitchell's missing Travis Kelsey, so he's got Dallas Goder in there. Uh, Dovin Singletary. Um, yeah, it's going to, like, this, this matchup is going to kind of hinge on two players for Mitchell, I think. Uh, Devin Singletary is one of them. He didn't lose either of them, but he did fumble twice last week. So um, he didn't get permanently benched. He got basically sat down for a series while Frank Gore got all the run, and then they put him back in after that. Um, maybe we'll see if that potentially has some ramifications in this game. Uh, that could be a swaying factor. And, like, Devonta Adams basically coming off of being injured pretty much the whole season is projected right out like a like a wide receiver one, so... I don't know if I don't even know if Mitchell, if you'd ask him if he was expecting that much from Adams this week, but I mean you definitely gotta play him when he's in there. I mean that's that's why I drafted him in the first round. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got some okay matchups. I mean, Philly's not too easy to run on with Carson, but they're gonna give him a lot of volume. Uh I I feel like I would flip Mixon and Hunt's projections. I think Hunt could score, especially he's been getting a lot of passing down work against Miami. Uh, Mixon, they've been establishing the run a lot with ever since Finley's got in, and I'm not all that worried about Pittsburgh's. I mean, Pittsburgh has a solid defense, but 
I think that we're going to be able to be in enough. I think the game script's going to be close enough to where we can establish the run. And Michael Thomas is in a blow-up spot, as always. Uh, Edelman, I mean, he just hasn't, I don't know. He had a couple, he's had a couple drops this year. I mean, he, he just hasn't been his normal self. Maybe he's got a lingering injury or something like that. But um, we'll see. I mean, he seemed to be a little bit more effective throwing the ball last week than catching yeah. the ball. Um, yeah, well, so my team has been good at, I can generally get 10 to 12 points out of each position. And yeah. so that's kind of where I've ended up all year. I need Joe to keep up the production he's had the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he will. Same with Kareem, basically. Um, I think he's going to get touches against Miami. Uh, Chris Carson, I didn't necessarily – you've got to start an RB1, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to give him enough volume. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, like, I guess – I mean, you could throw Parker in because he's had volume similarly on the other side of the ball. But I, but I he's going to be drawing Ward this week. Yeah, I so. Carson. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be in the position that I was in last night, tilting your face off on Monday night while yeah. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore defense just rack up points on um, the other one is Jared Cook. Actually, he's been getting well. I not been getting, but the last two weeks he's dropped. He's got ten points. I think he's kind of sliding into that third spot behind Kamara and Thomas. Um, so he, it's very possible that he, you know, pops off for another. I think it's going to be a close matchup. Um, very, very nervous because I need this win. I think Mitchell's team is incredibly top-heavy. Um, but it just depends. You know, if Lamar puts up 35, it's a loss. If he puts up more 25, I think I can pull it off because I think some of his other players' projections are much higher than they maybe should be. I think in order to be comfortable going into the Monday night game, you're going to need... I'd probably say a 45-point lead to be comfortable because of the Jackson and the Ravens defense. Yeah, the defense, can they've been playing very well. Yeah, Actually, I think I might have dropped them too. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, I probably did. 14, 7, 1, 1, 6, 7, and then 19, 15, 28, 18. So. Yeah, as soon as I traded for Marcus Peters. I yeah. mean, obviously he hasn't done all that. but But it lets them play around more with – it's not been him, but they just have yeah. more options. Yeah. So. Plus, I mean, they're always in a good position. Like they basically never, like they didn't punt one time last week. Like they never punt. Yeah. They're never in a bad spot. They're always putting pressure on people in their own territory. So. So we, I need to get I need uh, Sean McVay to get his head out of his ass and figure something out this I week. I would love that too because yeah. I need Cooper Cup to actually score like he used to. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. So I don't know. By default, I'm going to take me. It's going to be close. I'm going to pick Mitchell. So then that brings us to the final matchup of the week. It's AJ and Devin, the 4-6 matchup. Oh, boy. What do you see in this one? Uh, nerves is what I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll just go down my team. Uh, I think the Saints, uh, I'm not really worried about playing against the Panthers, especially with how Kyle Allen looked, like, looked last week, even if they try and push Cam to play, like, I think the Saints are in a good spot, so I like Breeze. I like the defense. Um, tight end, I'm going to have to flip some people around. So I guess just a preview is I have Hunter Henry, Christian Kirk, Damian Williams, Keenan Allen, and Kyler Murray all on by this week. So I'm scraping at the bottom of the barrel, but I have a solid starting lineup. Um, Fournette has just got to score some touchdowns at some point. I said the last thing, same thing last week. Um, I hope Barkley is, looks good coming off a bye. Same with Lockett. 
Uh, I need Cooper Cup to actually start catching passes again. Um, yeah, like I, I'm gonna have to flip tight ends. Like I've, I've got a couple waiver claims out. I think I need to try to find solid option there. And like I'm playing Darius Guys in my flex like this week. Like I fucking hate to see that. Like he basically had like five touches before they were down 17 points or whatever last week. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think T Y Hilton's going to be back yet. Uh, so that I think he'll play. I, I, I just don't like, him, are you saying back, back like as in himself or maybe, but I mean, he didn't practice today, so it's going to be tight. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that he's going to look all that good. Even if he's in there, at least I'm hoping not Hollywood Brown. Um, he's a touchdown roulette. But I mean, yeah. they might score enough that he might catch one. Uh, Wentz is been bad. Yeah, so I. It's we, all McCaffrey and Jones. If those dudes can score like someone managed to score less than fifty points, I'll feel okay. Yeah, and you've got good matchups for San Francisco and New Orleans D's. So yes, I hope so. At I least. Jason Witten, you know, I don't love. I mean, Sanu's kind of boomer bust. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, I like the position you're in. Um, so we'll see. I mean, this one, this one also has a decent amount of placement ramifications. It's just that Devin is on an island with his record right now, so it doesn't affect him quite as bad. Yes, he um, is. Yeah, but if, if he goes for the the mean L two in these last two games, he could be staring down a potential skim off. Burst. It's just if he has a worst case scenario week, because I mean, he can he can slide. Yeah, because he's got decent points, right? Yeah, if T Y Hilton's in. Or out, he can slide some new up there and pl- plug in Philip Lindsay. Um, Could be worse, yeah. So, you know, he's not going to have a terrible team, but if it does go the you know worse for him, if McCaffrey and Jones combine for twenty five or thirty, um, he could definitely he could definitely be taking a tumble. Um, sure. So, we'll see. I would, but yeah, I would take your team. Yeah, I'll pick me. Bitch. All right, so we're just going to try to pad our runtime a little bit here. Uh, I have a take on the Miles Garrett situation I'd figure I'd make since I've been quiet in our group chat about it for a week. Um, he is appealing his suspension. Um, my hot take is that it's going to be reduced to four games. Um, based on one, he... Uh, per the CBA, you can't suspend a player indefinitely. So it's definitely going to have a number assigned to it. Um, two, uh, Albert Hainsworth had a five-game suspension for stomping on a dude where he had to get 30 stitches. Three, Richie Incognito got a one-game suspension for swinging a helmet and missing at somebody. Uh, I was three and four. Mason Rudolph only got a fine for the incident, even though... He, I my my opinion is that he started. Obviously, what Miles was w- worse and s- stupid, and I was the saddest I've ever been after a win. But uh, wasn't a, the the refs have been very aggressive in throwing late hit penalties. There was no penalty on that hit on Mason. Uh, he ripped at Miles' helmet. He kicked him in the balls. They got separated, and then he rushed him. Now. Miles, Joe Thomas's take was all he had to do was like turn around with the helmet like he was a Roman gladiator or throw it into the crowd or something and it would have been legendary and there'd be t-shirts all over Cleveland of that moment. He shouldn't have hit him in the head. Uh, but at the same time, uh, 
Mason was the one that uh, accelerated the incident because they were separated and he ran at him. Uh, and I think that Miles has a leg to stand on. Also, he's never had a disciplinary. He has no prior disciplinary actions. Uh, so I think he has a leg to stand on to try to get it to four, especially since Mason was okay. I think it'll come into six. Um, six, I don't because I don't know how they rule the playoffs if they're setting a definitive number to it. Six is the rest of the season. Um, I feel like they could just say you're suspended for the rest of the season and then that, we'll... Does that not count as indefinite, you think? I I think then they would just be like, hey, like, we'll just... We'll think about it over the offseason. Yeah. And like, we'll meet and we'll come to some sort of agreement. That's where it's just weird at the CBA is indefinite is, I guess, specifically worded as you can't have an indefinite suspension as they put it out to start. Um, I can see them even doing, like... The rest of this season, no matter how many games it is, and then like between two and four games of next season. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I think it was such a bummer. Um, I, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, for a hot know. take, four a four game suspension. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think it's still. I mean, we, I don't think we'll hear anything on it for another two or three weeks, anyways. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, uh, well, one but one good uh, Browns news, sort of league news. I think everybody was happy about it. Was Baker actually got uh, money refunded for criticizing the refs against the Seahawks because the NFL deemed his comments not uh, out of line enough, basically. But it was kind of the refs admitting, like, "Yeah, no, you were like seriously right here." <laughs> Jesus. Um, you got any takes you want to share? Um, well, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say on the Miles Garrett thing other than just I'm kind of on the other side of it. I don't know. I think I've kind of seen Miles Garrett as a knucklehead for a long time. He seems to like always get rough in the passer penalties and just not really caring about the rule. So I could kind of see something like that coming from him, especially in a rivalry it's weird. Game. He didn't have the issue last year, but he's had it this year. The it's Titans. Just, yeah, it's, the, it's just annoying to like go out there and feel like you're playing good football and you keep getting fined all the time. I mean, I think I've, I think it's kind of the same deterioration that Vontez perfect, not to that ex- extreme of a circumstance, but like when you go out there and you bust your ass and training and shit like that to get these contracts, and then you feel like you're playing good football and putting your team in a better position to win, and they just keep finding you for stupid shit. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting, like. Uh, Joe Thomas, Andrew Hawkins were talking about, you know, we had Earl, uh, not Earl Thomas, but um, who's San Fran's guy from the Seahawks? Um, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman alluded to, you know, getting into a different mindset. And I mean, I they were talking about how most every defensive player, you know, you have to have a little bit of crazy to you to come out there. And, oh, no, no, for sure. Hard, well, no, it was just interesting. They were talking about, you know, with hard knocks and you know, Joe knows Miles like pretty well. But his reputation has been coming out at A and M. Everybody questioned whether he was a football guy because he was mm. so not into football. Yeah, he's into poetry. He's into Dragon Ball Z and all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. But they're just talking about like it's bizarre what happens to these people when they step on the field, and that's like the crazy that goes on to become an NFL player. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if this makes him step back, reassess how he acts on the field. Uh, and if he can do that and still have the same drive that he usually plays with. so Yeah, as Drew Brees would say, DBs, you play with ultimate swagger. 
<laughs> I've never seen a DB that wasn't good that didn't come out playing with ultimate confidence. That shit got me hyped up when I saw that one morning. Um, but yeah, you should not swing a helmet around like it's nope. not something that could kill somebody because it is. That's all I got to say about that. That's a cold um, take. <laughs> uh, one of my takes, so like I've, at this point, like I'm still trying to fight for the playoffs, but I know there's a couple teams that are not. So I like to take a look at what some headlines might be for next season, fantasy football-wise. Um, what the fuck are we going to do with David Johnson? Like, I, I mean, he, he may be hurt, and that may be the reason that they're just not playing him or whatever, but they spent, a, it was a late-round pick, but they got Kenyon Drake, who is a running back that has put up numbers in the league. Chase Edmonds, they seem to like. They seem to be okay with playing him without David Johnson. And I don't think that Cliff Kingsbury just is that thrilled with Johnson as a playmaker, especially not a running back. I feel like he likes him as a slot receiver. He's incredible catching the ball. I just don't think that Cliff Kingsbury sees him as having a big advantage running David Johnson between or around the tackles when he's in the game uh, against Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake. So I think that that three-headed Hydra backfield next season is going to be a huge headline because David Johnson was... By the end of by the time people were actually drafting the drafts meant something. David Johnson was basically the no brainer number four pick. It was like he was the last of the tier of elite running backs before you started considering wide receivers. So I, I'm, I, I, I'm interested in that I, I think I, I think David Johnson's a good player. I think that he definitely has lost a little bit of pep in his step from when he was younger. But I think especially in this offense with how much they love throwing the ball short to their to the betterment or not betterment of their team. I think that he could actually like crush, and he was putting up good numbers earlier this season. So I think he might be a little undervalued going into next year. Um, yeah, I'm not. If he gets traded, you know, I'd take a look at him. I pretty much just immediately avoid anyone who's ha- who has injury issues, and it's done okay for me so yes, far. Um, I came down to Le'Veon or. Todd Gurley this year, or not Le'Veon, sorry, but um, Joe Mixon yeah. and Todd Gurley, and Gurley's um, edged out Joe. He's been better, but he's number twelve compared to number sixteen. Uh, but generally, I would say avoiding people who have the rep for an injury problem, or if you're going to get into your coach's doghouse, uh, you might miss out on a few huge weeks. Because yeah. David Johnson was the number seven running back, you know, a quarter of the way into the season. Yeah, for sure. But Absolutely. just long term, it doesn't always play out. Um, it'll be interesting. I think, obviously, Chubb's going to be a higher pick next year, even than he was this year. Josh Jacobs is working Do his way up Do you think so, even with Kareem Hunt for a whole season? Yeah, I think so. I don't. Hunt's, yeah, okay. Hunt's not cut into I, I, yeah, his, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that Chubb is going to be as not, I think not he went, good. like, what did he go, 10 this year in our league? No, Jason's pick was higher than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was definitely top ten. He was like six or seven. I think okay. he went. Well, then maybe not. His because well his projected draft was fourteen. Well, but again, re- remember the, the right before we drafted, one of the Yahoo guys moved him up to one. Yeah. So his so his average draft position got moved from like you're you're right like fourteen to like six. Yeah. Like it, it was the it was though it was Barkley. Kamara, McCaffrey, Johnson, and then they're like, well, then you can take Hopkins. Then they're like, well, you might as well go get Chubb. Yeah. Or like Dalvin Cook. I think it was those two guys were next. So, um, Yeah, no, we'll see. I I don't think I'm, – I'm taking a look around. 
just because running backs get drafted the highest, yeah. uh, wide receiver is going to pretty much stay the same next year. I think there's no one. I think it might even deflate a little bit just because of some of the bigger guys like Odell and Hopkins haven't been as good as they've been a, previously. You know, AJ. Yeah, for uh, sure. Devontae Adams hasn't done as much. Yeah, he was hard, um, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, running back, well, I guess everybody will catch on. But it's still going to be a gamble because – even getting through our first round, you know, the t- the number 14 running back is Gurley. You've got Coleman in there, but he's been out and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Mixon's at 15. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Le- Le'Veon Bell. So, who knows? Maybe it's a down fantasy year next year. Yeah, sure. And, I mean, there are definitely people in better positions. But, I don't know. It's like, it's the, the age of misinformation. Like, not only is, like, it just... Used to have, like, 10, 15 years ago, used to have running backs with three, 350 carries or touches easy a season. And, like, there were no split backfields. And now every backfield's a split backfield, except for, like, five of them. And there's all this misinformation with, like, who's going to play and who's not going to play. And it's just it's just tough to predict. It's, like, fantasy football is harder than it ever has been, even though we have, a, like, a lot more information than we used to. But uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I just I just thought that that was interesting interesting storyline. On a completely different note, I wanted to get your take on this too. Is uh, so Frank was put out in the group meet today of a schedule of Christmas movies that he's gonna be watching throughout December. And so I kind of started reformulating my list of like my favorite Christmas movies. And I was looking at other people's lists, and a lot of them had The Nightmare Before Christmas on it. So the animated one. Um, Ted Burton influenced, but Harry Selleck directed. I wanted to get your take on whether you think that's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie because I think it's a Halloween movie. Well, I have two takes. One, I haven't seen it. But two, oh shit, it's, <laughs> it's like seventy five minutes and it's on Netflix. Two, my initial my my initial reaction was Halloween. So okay, but I haven't seen it. So well, whatever. Okay, never mind. Then that's that that shit's a dud. But one for two. Yeah, no. That's you're, watching, all right. you're watching highlights of some shit. What are you watching? I'm watching. You're watching Ohio State be the shit out of Penn State. That's no. what you should be watching. So this this Steelers lineman was quoted as saying, "The Browns came out to bully us," and then the top comment is the meme from Battle uh, of Buster Scruggs, where he just goes, "It says the everyone else who's played in the AFC North divisional game before first time as he's being hung from the noose." And so I was watching. I, know, I saw the movie. Did you see the movie? I didn't. I know. Which uh, is why I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm watching uh, James Harrison murdering Muhammad Masqua, who's our receiver, and then Heinz Ward kill, trying to kill Ed Reed. Uh, okay. Heinz Ward actually trying to injure a lot of people. Yeah, he did that. Okay. All right, yeah. I'm done talking about the AFC North in general. I had one more, though, from the – sorry, no, just the same podcast. The They were talking about how nice of a human Troy Palomali, Troy, Troy Palomalu was, but how hilarious it was to play against him because – he, they're like you'd get you know obliterated by him and he'd stand uh hawkins was like he'd stand over you do the sign of the cross offer to help you up and go hey andrew how's your family i'm so sorry about the hit good luck next time and he would be dead serious that he would mean it like <laughs> Osenko used to ask people how their how their wives were and then just run past them he, he, he would always say i love you on the field too i funny. loved his interactions he had a great one with bill belichick where uh he was like asking, Bill, begging Bill not to guard him today. And Bill's like, "We're doubling you," and he's like, "Please no!" Like, <laughs> oh 
Ocho is the greatest. Though. I do. He's he's my favorite Bengals player. Oh shit! Oh the, yeah. Speaking of the Bengals, I, I like I forget about this every week until I think about the game because I don't think about any future Bengals games. What well, this is this week twelve this week? Yeah. Mitchell and I are going to the Bengals game next week. The Jets game? Yeah. I don't know why. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I, t- I told him I'd only go down if we Uber down, so we're getting drunk. Well, yeah, I would hope. There's, it's going to be cold, and it's going to be a shit game. So. Oh, it's going to be sweet. Uh, but that about wraps it up. We'll keep it under an hour, and uh, we'll hopefully be back next week. Indeed. Sounds good. Adios. See you.